Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Folks, we're going on grid. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. I got a little news for you. It's the news update on Make It Rain. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Dane. I'm Alex Fasano with your Make It Rain news update. Guys, you were talking about it just before the update. It's such a shame with Pat Mahomes, but we'll get into that in just a few seconds. But first, guys, we got October baseball still going on. The ALCS now three games to one. Houston on top of the Yankees after taking them down last night, 8-2-3. George Springer and Carlos Correa each hit three-run homers in the win. Masahiro Tanaka gets the loss, but he pitched pretty well. Five innings, allowing three earned runs, one strikeout, two walks. Astros are now one win away from their second World Series appearance in three years. Uh, Also of note, guys, CeCe Sabathia left the game in the eighth inning, and unfortunately what may be his last and final game. He saw four batters through 20 pitches, uh, but he exited the game. He was dealing with uh, what we're told a shoulder problem along with a degenerate knee condition, so uh, Sabathia may have pitched in his final game, so farewell and best wishes to Sabathia on an excellent and exciting career. Uh, Probably a Hall of Famer, you guys think, right? I, I would say, yeah, without a doubt. Yes. Uh, Sabathia will make it into Cooperstown. All right, game five. Astros taking on the Yankees in the Bronx. What may be the last game of the Bronx of the season, but we're hoping uh, that the, the Yankees fight back. It'll be 7 o'clock on FS1. It's Justin Verlander taking on James Paxton. That is game five tonight at 7. All right, let's get into it, guys. NFL Thursday Night Football. You mentioned it before the break. Pat Mahomes. The Chiefs taking down the Broncos 30-6, to but at the expense of their MVP quarterback, Patrick Mahomes. He goes down with a dislocated knee waiting for the MRI today. Those results will give us more details on that injury. He was hurting a pile up on the goal line in the first half. Uh, but I think, Dane, didn't you mention it yesterday? Matt Moore was his backup. And uh, Matt yeah. Moore stepped in and played uh, pretty well. I mean, know? we we said this all week. Mm-hmm. We said this all week. I literally said that even just because of the ankle, I would have held him out last night. We said this, and you know, sometimes, and then it came to pass. So uh, we'll see what the MRI says. Hopefully, yeah. they dodge a bullet. Crazy. The football gods work in mysterious ways. Like you've been talking about it all week. The ankle was there. It was nagging. Yeah, sometimes I hate being right. <laughs> exactly. But you know what? Hopefully you guys are you're saying it may be a three week injury. You know, that'll be lucky. You so. shall see. The MRI will reveal that. But Matt Moore stepped in and did his job. 10 of 19, 117 yards and a touchdown. That touchdown going to Tyreek Hill, who had three catches for 74 yards and a score. But the star of the game, in my opinion at least, and its statistical point was the Chiefs' defense. Nine sacks, a fumble recovery for a touchdown, only allowing Denver 205 total yards on the day. Joe Flacco, 21 of 34, 213 yards. That's it. No touchdowns, no picks. Royce Freeman doing his job to help the team. 10 carries, 35 yards, and a score. Joe, you said it before a couple minutes ago. They were running well with Royce Freeman and and uh, yeah. and, and, and the Denver running game. Why would you stop that? It's crazy. Uh, even Cortland Sutton got involved six catches for 87 yards. I mean, they had the momentum, but it was just wasn't their day. Uh, the you Chiefs- know, the defensive touchdown that the Chiefs got really changed the balance Absolutely. because then it went that's when it went from like a one score game where the Broncos could like keep running and keep mm-hmm. their, you know, game plan to to a to a two score game where they had to start, you know, putting it a little bit more on Flacco and that's not how Denver wants to sure. play. Sure. And fake punts, yeah, those don't usually work right. out either. So 
Uh, rough game for the Broncos. The Chiefs bounce back after two straight home losses in Arrowhead. They win the game on the road. They are now 5-2 and two on top of the AFC West. Sticking with the NFL, guys, the Dolphins have had trade talks with multiple teams involving Kenyon Drake. Drake is set to hit free agency after this season. Miami, sitting at 0-5, has been no stranger to shipping and shopping their team members. Kenny Stills, wide receiver we saw, Larry Tunzel, the left tackle, and safety Minka Fitzpatrick going to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, shout out to Pittsburgh. Uh, they've all been traded within a month. So uh, the Dolphins are no stranger to letting the teams know that they are available. Uh, Drake is still only 25 years old. He was a third-round pick in 2016. And get this, guys. He's never missed a start. He's never missed a game. Kenyon Drake huh. is, is an Iron Man. So I think any team would be lucky to have him. But do you think any teams would consider him? What teams need running games in this in this sense? I mean, he's, he's a pretty uh, versatile back. He can catch the ball. He can run. I mean, what kind of teams need someone like this right now in the middle of the season? Uh, That's interesting. That we can well, you, you know, we got to look at the contenders out exactly. there, right, that uh, that can use well, it. I know uh, Kansas let's... City could have used them fourth and one last <laughs> yeah. night from the five. They could have. Well, they could have used LaShawn McCoy. They could have used the end around to Tyreek Hill. This is an offense that does shovel passes to the tight end in fourth and one situations, for God's sakes. How about you do anything except running your compromised quarterback into the pile purposely? Yeah, exactly. Anything would have been better uh, than Mahomes holding the ball. In that sense, uh, but we'll they see. like Carlos Hyde, Joe. They really do. He's he's great. Yeah, I noticed. I mean, how I much he was on the field last well, night. He's, <laughs> he's, he's valuable yeah, in the sense. They're in love with him. He must love him, Andy Reid. He loves him so much he doesn't want him to get hurt. What the, Andy? I am yeah. just. I don't get it, man. I will not get it. If he's out any significant time, that's on you, Andy. Uh, that ain't on anybody sure else. Reid's gonna be hearing this for the next week. Could or the so. Buffalo Bills want a guy like Kenyon Drake? Are you well, sure got De- all the, Devin Singletary? The same kind of back? running backs. Yeah, I mean, they, yeah. they're all the same on that team. Frank Gore, Kenya, they're all made from the same cloth. But, you know. Uh, Jets need. Carolina. Carolina. You got to lessen the load for CMC down the stretch. Carolina, who, by the way, is the wild card right now. We'll see. Sending back to the guys on Make It Rain. You're listening to the Sports Grid Network. Let it rain! You remember the class where I taught y'all how to make it rain? Make it rain. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. All right, we got ourselves a uh, Major League Baseball line, it looks like, starting to pop up here across a number of different books. We'll see if uh, what FanDuel has, but uh, the way I'm seeing it right now... Uh, across the country, around the world. I'm seeing it somewhere around minus 140 for Verlander. I am seeing uh, plus 125, plus 130 for the New York Yankees and James Paxton here tonight. The total hovering around eight. I see uh, I see a seven and a half, but I see a lot of eights here too, Dane. What are our friends at uh, FanDuel show? Not up on FanDuel yet, Joe. It's still Not blank. Yet? Okay. And so yeah. the idea, like it was... The Yankees were favored, right? And the other, like when they had it last night, and this is violently shifted. If you're saying Verlander and the Strohs yep. are minus 140 now, I mean, and if these are the same starting pitchers, Joe, it has to be like they just think that the soul was taken from the Yankees last night and it's dead man walking kind of thing, right? It's, you know, you're going up. Uh, you got to send a lefty up against a team that hit, you know, almost 300 against lefties yeah, all you year. Knew that last night. It's yeah. It, I, I knew it was I just don't. last night. So like, what changed for eighty cents? You know, if it's the same pitching matchup, 
You know, like I don't they know knew where they stats. were quoting that. Like I don't know where ESPN was quoting that either because it's okay. It, it would make sense that Verlander, even on the road, would be a fa- he wouldn't be a two dollar favorite, but he would have at least been somewhere you know uh, close to yes, it. Yesterday, I thought night. I thought yesterday's line should have been you know minus one hundred five on each side because right. I did think it was much closer to a toss. This is not a toss up in any stretch of the imagination. Uh, Verlander at minus 140. The total is interesting, too, at eight, because usually his games are seven, seven and a half. But I'm I'm curious as to the eight here. I don't know if we have another uh, violent windstorm, which really didn't come into play, guys. Nothing left out of right field yesterday. Everything was to left field where the wind was blowing the other way. It was a side wind, a swirling wind. So, so much for the 15 mile an hour wind, uh, yeah. you know, allowing Didi Gorg- See, the problem is you actually have to hit the damn ball true. in order to give it a chance to get out over the right field fence, Yankees. It is true. Suck bag. Absolutely suck bag. All right, we'll take a look at this uh, this game here tonight. Plus, one, two, three, four college football games heading into uh, tonight. All right. Let's do it. Take a look at those and a couple of the NFL games as well. Let's make it rain here. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Uh, Welcome in here to, uh, to the grid, sports grid. Dot com. Want to? Uh, Want to? I'm excited, man. I mean, it's going to be a packed weekend, and I mean a packed weekend here uh, in the world of sports investing. As we've got, oh, I don't know. Uh, we've got one, two, three, four college games here tonight. We've got a whole slate of crazy college games tomorrow. We've got a monster. A monster selection of games here. Good games. Games that, uh, yeah, it's it's time to put up or shut up here in the NFL in this uh, in this week seven. And the Chiefs, they put up last night. Lost their quarterback. But in the meantime, yeah, they put up. They have uh, figured it out there, at least certainly on the defensive end. Uh, who saw that coming? Uh, good job for them. But a lot of games here coming up on uh, on Sunday, Dane, that you got to look at here and you've got to go, all right, I think we're... I think we're about to learn a little bit something from a few teams like, you know, Houston, Indianapolis, uh, Minnesota, Detroit. Uh, these are uh, uh, Oakland, Green Bay. These are going to be some very interesting matchups from the standpoint of, all right, uh, you think Detroit is for real? Is Minnesota are all there? Is everything happy now in Minnesota now that uh, Diggs has gotten his touches and is, right. you know, not hearing anything anymore from Minnesota? Nobody's saying fire cousins, right? It's amazing how that happens. But when you look at this game here, it's 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 almost a pick em. I, I mean, at this point, you got a low total, about 43 and a half, 44. It's kind of split evenly here as far as the ticket count. But 
I, you tell me. I mean, what do you uh, what do you think here, man? Do you buy more into what Detroit's doing, or do you think Minnesota has actually found something? Both. <laughs> oh, Both, all Joe. right. There you Both, go, Joe. Um, I we've said this all the time. Like Detroit's a quality squad, and they've kind of gotten the short end of the stick. Remember their losses: the Green Bay one. We just thought we we know about that from Monday night. They lost to Kansas City. A hundred yard fumble return, you know, and the very end. And then that tie also Detroit's a better team than people want to give them credit for. And for me, yes, the Minnesota passing game uh, is getting better and especially in matchups that they can exploit. Right. And that's what they've seen over the last two weeks against the Giants. And then, of course, again, last week against the Eagles to, you know, two of the top five worst pass defenses in the NFL. Joe, I'm leaning Detroit here. I'm leaning Detroit because here's the other thing for me, Joe. Minnesota is a dramatically better team at home than they are on the road. Um, and you also talk about like big spots, how Minnesota is with familiar opponents versus the non-familiar opponents. At Detroit is not a good spot for them, in my opinion. So I'm going to lean Detroit on this one. I got to tell you, man, I, I really do. I'm a believer. I'm starting to believe in uh, what Detroit is doing and and what Patricia has got going on here. I love Zimmer. I I do like Minnesota. And I do think they, if they can actually even it out a little bit here, the the more successful the pass game for Minnesota, the better that running game is going to be, which is scary enough. Both. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But my biggest problem with Minnesota is what are you going to do on the road? I mean, really, that's what it comes down to. What is Kurt Cousins? What is this team going to do now on the road in Detroit? Because, uh, Dane, we've seen it. How many times have we talked about it here? Minnesota is one team at home. You know, the records come out in the streaks and, oh, Zimmer, he never gets beat. It's just, it's unbelievable. All right, well, what are you doing on the road here, Minnesota? That's my big question. Now, it is a dome in Detroit. But it is a divisional game, and, you know, I think a lot is on the line here. Detroit, if you want to be taken seriously, you know, a lot of people still fresh in their minds, Dane, I think, look at Detroit and go, they got screwed in Green Bay. Right. They should have beat Green Bay. The difference between Detroit being in first place and last place was a couple of hands-to-the-face calls right here, and people are still, they're still pissed off about it. So if Detroit comes out and beats Minnesota at home here, yeah, I, you know, the that's it, guy. I mean, stop. We got to stop pretending like Detroit is not the real deal here. And I do think they got a running game. They've got a really tough nose, clamp down defense, a good secondary. This to me is uh, is going to be a monster, monster game for that division. And like you said, look at the, look at the breaks Green Bay is getting. Like seriously, like they get, they get Matt Moore next week. I it, it, <laughs> like come on, sure man. Do. Yeah, and then look, Oakland. Oakland's coming off a, a week. Oakland's been doing a lot of traveling, but I also That's find this though. game. I I can I find this to be absolutely fascinating because Green Bay's biggest problem defensively has been stopping the run. And right. let's and face Josh it, Jake Gruden's coming in looking good. Yeah. Gruden's gonna run it down your throat because now all his offensive linemen are healthy. So now he's got the opportunity to take the ball, hand it off. And because you've noticed that's been the listen, guys, they ran it down the throats of the Chicago Bear defense, like down the throat. Like that was Gruden's whole concept of putting this team together was to have that kind of big bruising offensive line and a young running back that runs. Yeah, guys, if they can do it, exactly what is Green Bay's front going to do here? And. 
You're giving them how many points, Dan? What are we so what are we showing in this game? It was five and a half. It's five and a half. Wow. It's that no man's Man, land, dude. Joe. And also, here's another thing. Uh for, on the Green Bay side, Devontae mm-hmm. Adams. Out. Yes. Lonimo Allison concussed. Marquez Valdez Scantling yes, has not good practiced point. all week. Yep. So, you know, in the fantasy world, Joe, you got guys like Lazard and Kumaro being picked up because they think they're going to be the, the weapons outside for Aaron Rodgers. MVS right. may, you know, practice and grit through it. But, you know, uh, who's left on that yeah. other side also? So this is an intriguing game to me for sure. Right. This is, yeah, this is going to be a lot of fun here because if Oakland – Coming off, there they got a little healthier. That offensive line. All right, yeah. Green Bay. Let's see. Uh, let's see what you got here at home. And that game, I believe, is early. That's a one o'clock game yeah, there. So, game. yep, that's going to be. You know, uh, that's. I got a game show that you didn't mention yet. That I think is, you know, mirror images kind of, and and someone's going to stamp themselves as legit also in this one. It's an interconference game, Joe. Baltimore-Seattle is real interesting to me, Joe. Okay, Seattle minus three with the three-point home field mm-hmm. advantage, right? So what are they saying? On a, on a neutral field, these are even teams. And I kind of yeah. think they are, right? We know the identity of both these teams. I, this is a very intriguing game to me, Baltimore-Seattle. Which way you go on that? Like, I... You know, I don't know. Like, I'm passing on Minnesota-Detroit because of what we just said. I'm passing on Baltimore-Seattle also. You got any leans on that one? Yeah, here's the other. The interesting part is the numbers bear out and tell us, at least when you look at average scoring here for both of these teams, yeah. Yeah, th- there should be 100 points scored in this game. There should be an, <laughs> There should be a ridiculous amount of points scored in this game because of how these two teams average a bunch of points. They don't play yeah. great defense. You know what I mean? We know that already from Baltimore, and we've seen that from Seattle. They, you know, they're kind of a bend don't break kind of situation there. They give up a ton of yards. Uh, they're not necessarily great at stopping the run, so to speak, especially a Seems mobile quarterback Lamar. You got two of the same types of quarterbacks. Right. One guy's having an MVP season that can torch you against a suspect second. Like there should be a million points scored in this game, Dane. I I don't know what is the number the uh, the total is right now. Forty nine. Yeah. How do you not look at the over and go? How are either of these defenses? I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why, Joe. Because remember, this is public perception, right? right? And the public, when they hear Baltimore Ravens, they think defense. When you hear Seattle Seahawks, you think mm-hmm. defense. So right. the uh, you know I'm not saying it's accurate anymore. Right. But the public views these as two, you know, elite defenses playing each other. Yeah, but they're not. You know, here, right. so here's the deal. Seattle is allowing their defense four point seven yards per rush. That's 25th in the league, guys. All right. Uh, at stopping it. Baltimore is averaging a league best five and a half yards per carry right now. When you put those two things together, guys, you know what it means? It means they're going to have a lot of success on the ground. And Russell Wilson can't hurt you. If Russell Wilson ain't on the damn field. And I mean that they got one they got one member of the secondary Baltimore that can shut lock it down, right? Marlon Humphreys is their guy. That's it. Like he's that guy. But everybody else is hurt. So I could see this being 35-31, that kind of situation. I might look at the total of this. Yeah, I know, and and that's that's where I'm leaning here with a lot of points between these two teams. 
All right, we'll cover more games coming up here. Friday edition of Make It Rain. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, so you, uh, I don't know, do you want to be the next daily fantasy millionaire and dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season? Well, if you do, you can compete with the pros with the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. It's the most accurate projections in the NBA DFS world. Plus, you get lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. You can save 10% now. On winning NBA DFS advice with the promo code DUNK. That's dailyroto.com forward slash DUNK to learn a little bit more about this. That's dailyroto.com forward slash DUNK. It is waiting for you guys. No reason why you can't dominate your NBA DFS this season using dailyroto.com. And keep in mind, guys, it's, uh, it is where millionaires are made. And welcome in on this uh, Friday here as we get ready for our uh, Make It Rain picks of the weekend. Of course, we got to uh, we got to go ahead and bring our plays to the forefront. I know Bavona went undefeated last week, so he did. Uh, I know he went three and zero on his plays in the pit. So we'll go ahead and get those up. Do want to remind you guys as well uh, to follow us on YouTube and Instagram at Sports Grid TV. And you don't have to miss uh, nothing, like not a segment, not a piece of advice, our plays, our picks, fantasy advice, sports betting advice, all available to you on our YouTube and Instagram at SportsGrid TV. And as we continue to move along some of these games here in the NFL, uh, I, I do what we were talking about, the Baltimore-Seattle game, and it's really perception versus reality, Dane. Like you were yeah. saying, we, we have this perception of those two teams to be defensive uh you know juggernauts and the truth is the ravens are the number one uh you know one of the best rushing teams in the uh in the league while uh the seattle seahawks defense not so great not 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 right yet no like really not that great so what happens is we keep thinking that this might be a low scoring game but that 48 and a half uh that i'm seeing here yeah no guys like i I think that we could very well be into the 50s because you've got Lamar Jackson who's going to run, and we already know the other guy's having an MVP year, guys. Nobody's talking about him, but he's having an MVP season. But the number, Dane, just screams tease. This screams six-point tease in this situation. Am I right? I mean, that's what I would look. This would definitely be a game I would consider using in the six-point teaser option because, again, if you if you got three, Right. And you you put a six pointer. Now you're crossing three and seven. And, and all of a sudden now you got a team getting nine points. Uh, yeah, there's uh, there's an opportunity here, I think, uh, for a tease in this game. That's interesting. And, you know, I there's a few this week because I'm staring at a few like two point lines, you know. Yes. And if I go six point teaser from two, I cross three and seven. So a little mm-hmm. gambling you, right, Joe? Isn't two pretty much the best number to tease because I can cross two key numbers? Yep. Yep. One and a half to two and, and a half yeah. will allow you to get past that seven and three threat, those two important numbers. Yeah. So 
Two and a half gives you eight and a half. You know, three gives you nine, nine and a half. That That's all good stuff. I don't think that Seattle is nine points better than Baltimore uh, yep. on the road. And I'm so listen, Joe. And another one for this, and I know you're gonna. I know exactly what you're gonna say, because like everyone thinks that I'm a fanboy for this team. Uh-oh, but uh-oh. the Chargers are plus two and a half, Joe. Yeah, the Chargers are plus two and a half in Tennessee, and Ryan Tannehill's start. Okay, yep. like so, if I can get them to, you know, if I can get them to uh, eight and a half, I'll yes. take it. You know, yep. I'll take it for sure. Yep. Yep. I agree 100%. I do like them in this spot, and. It was funny. I came across this too, guys. Uh, let's see if uh, see if we can get the answer. There have been three quarterbacks in NFL history that have fifteen thousand passing yards over their first four seasons. Fifteen thousand over their first four seasons. One of them is Dan Marino. The right. other is Peyton Manning. Correct. Who do you think the third is? <laughs> is it Philip Rivers? It's Ryan Tannehill. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes, it is Ryan Tannehill, people. And uh, yeah, a lot. again, what I'm telling you is that guy spent seven years here in South Florida lighting teams up in stretches where people are like, damn, dude, like he's the real. Yeah. And then there's just other moments. Now, I don't know if it whether it's coaching or he was injured, but the dude is not. He's the third guy. There's only three guys having wow. 15,000 passing yards. In the first four years, and Tannehill's one of them. Uh, I don't know that they get any worse, Tennessee, by having him in there. They might actually, you know, he might be a little bit of a spark for them. But to me, this is all about uh, all about San Diego at this point. You Now you got Russell Lacoon back. If he's healthy right. enough, ready to rock and roll, cleared. Oh, oh. How do you not? Uh, how do you not look at this team? Especially now that they've seen what happened here with, with Mahomes, if I'm San Diego, right, am I not right, going balls like, to the wall here this weekend? Yeah, because you're like, I'm still in it, you know, absolutely. And they, I believe, the Chargers have two games still left with the Chiefs. And remember, the Chiefs beat, I mean, the Chargers won in Arrowhead last year on a Thursday night football, so they ain't scurred. Um, but they got to get a W. Joe, another one, like, this Saints-Bears game, I think, is interesting. Um if I could, I'll push the Saints up to like 10. I don't see the Bears blowing the Saints out, you know, and I'll take the total up too. If I push the total up to like 45 or something, then I'll go under mm. it. You know, I'll go yeah. under it. Bears defense at home, that kind of thing. And, and you know, yeah, Teddy's been managing games, but he ain't putting up 30 points. And the Bears don't put up 30 points against anybody. I don't care if it's Trubisky, right? So what if I tease that one six, six and a half, get the Saints plus 10 and then go under what would that be like 45 right that's correct yeah i'm trying to think here this game is so strange to me here because of now that we know the missing pieces uh and some of the pieces returning potentially yeah without kamar trubisky's coming back so he's ready to go now and you know they're coming off a bye week. That being the Chicago Bears, they're going to be a little bit healthier now than, of course, what's going on. Saints defense against that Bears offensive line. Uh, this is a tough game, man. And I get why it's the, the Saints defense versus the Bears defense. I get it. The one thing that the Bears showed us that they have a, uh, a maybe a bit of a hole in is that ability for guys, the big offensive line, to be able to run on them. Well, who the hell's running for New Orleans now? The Kamara's well, out. That Murray's been okay. All right, so you got Murray, a guy that can, he's, he's going to get the yards. Right, he's serviceable. He's not amazing. He's not Alvin Kamara. But, I mean, right. it could be worse, you know. Yes. 
Yeah, it could be. But again, you got a two number, a two or a three number there. Yeah. Another one of those uh, teasing, uh, those teasing opportunities. Uh, sure. And then, of course, I, listen. I what happens here with the uh, with the Rams? Yeah. Does Goff bounce back? Does he not bounce back? The Rams are again a lot of threes on the board. Have you noticed, right. Dane? Right? These two and a half yep. and threes here this weekend. 55, 54, 55, somewhere along those lines. And the Falcons, I I, I don't know. They, they could but put up. I don't up... know about either of these teams, Joe. I said this I, on air last night. That's my point. I'm so confused with both of them. No clue. So, I mean, all things being even. And I, I honestly, I do not have a handle on this game. I am not betting this game. But all things being equal, give me the home dog. Gotta go that way, right? I mean, don't I think... you? I think, I'm, you know, because this could be a 31-30 kind of thing, you know. Yes, I'll take the, I'll take the couple of points. I'll yes. take the couple now, of points. Now, I don't have faith in either one of these teams. We've been talking about Dan Quinn on the hot seat. What what we we think the Rams are being run in a poor way with this organization between the money they either are committing or will have to commit. Um, and, and whoever loses this game, Joe, right, uh, the walls are going to start closing in. It's does he get tossed? I mean, it's not like it's a terrible thing to lose to the, you know, to the uh, to the Rams here, the defending right. Super Bowl champions. But I don't know how much more leeway he's going to have. Uh, week nine is around the corner. That's when their break is. And it's not like they and this is the killer part about this. They have the weapons to to yes. boat race the Rams they got like they really roster. do. Yeah. Yep, they absolutely do. And if you're a Rams, do we know if Gurley's playing? He practiced yesterday, he like on a limited basis. They're saying it's actually Malcolm Brown who might not be able to play this week. Uh, but Gurley hmm. got in a limited work, I believe, yesterday. Yeah, I'm limited. telling you, the home dog is uh, is looking. It's That's looking delicious because I, I can't figure anything out here, Joe. And you throw a six point teaser in there with him, and all of a sudden, Dane, you got him up at nine. Now you got yeah, a home I'm not dog doing at nine. That on a thing I don't have a sense for. Like I don't feel strong about it, so I'm not gonna like you know augment it all by teasing it. I'd rather games that I do have a little bit more of a feel on, um, you know, and, 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 and solidifying that there, like the Chargers, like the Saints, like maybe even, listen, Joe, Joe I, I mean, I don't get this one. I think the Eagles are better than Dallas, okay? okay. And, and, and Dallas, at no Amari Cooper, likely mm-hmm. no Randall Cobb, right? What do you have left? Zeke Elliott. What's the thing that Philly can do on defense? Stop the run. You know, yep. like. Tell me why Philly, like, I understand it's in Dallas. I understand it's prime time, whatever, but I'm getting points with the Eagles? Sure. Yep. So, like, and I yep. could, they're in that magical two and a half zone, Joe. So I could tease them and be getting more than a touchdown with Philly? Yep. I'll sign yep. up for that. I'm with you. I think I get the uh, the better coach the and the offensive line continues to be a problem. Yeah, it continues to be a problem for Dallas. They are not this. And now Amari Cooper swearing that I'm going to do everything, get back. But less yeah, weapons nice. for Dak Prescott. A lesser offensive line is not a great formula, man. That's not how they are built to win. Fun. It's not how they're built. And I do they're think they are pissed. One in the NFL against the run, I think. Yeah, Philadelphia is pissed. They uh, They got embarrassed last week on the road divisional game. It was kind of a pseudo guarantee by Doug Peterson that we are going to play. But I do think they're going to come out because offensively, they should be able to put points up on this. That list, Sam Darnold put up points on this team here. They should be able to put some points up in Dallas. 
But are you willing to go money line uh, yeah, Philadelphia the there for the uh, yes. outright win? Yes. Mm. Did the Eagles win this game? Do the Giants win? Yes. Can Danny <laughs> Dimes and company, huh? Kyler yes. Murray. We'll talk about that game. We'll lay out our Make It Rain favorite plays of the weekend. We'll do that Let's coming do up here on The Grid, sportsgrid.com. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The NFL is underway with a Kansas City Chiefs win last night, and now they get to kind of wait back and see what is the future of Patrick Mahomes as he's awaiting an MRI here this morning, and as we are all awaiting the results of that MRI to see if it'll be more than three weeks or not. And uh, if it is... Well, it's probably going to be significantly more than three weeks. But if yeah. there is no uh, no surgery required, then chances are, guys, he will be back before you know it. And uh, to Dane's point earlier, there's probably a good shot that with the bye week coming up in week uh, in four weeks from now, right? Yeah. So there's a good chance that yeah, you got four games and then a bye, and then he'll be back for that stretch. Especially, I think it's safe to say if Kansas City can pull out. A couple of wins ahead of that, uh, certainly into that, because you got two non-conference games coming up, Green Bay and then Minnesota, and then you're going to have, yeah, then you're going to have the Titans, and uh, and then it'll get interesting. But uh, the bottom line is that MRI is going to tell you everything you need to know about the Kansas City Chiefs. But we do know that, uh, you know, Danny Dimes is ready to rock and roll this weekend as he's got... Arizona, he's got that. That's it. Arizona's coming. So Giants are at home. And Arizona's all of a sudden won a couple of games now. Look out, guys. Arizona has won a couple of games. Evan Ingram back. I do believe is is, is Saquon back? Is everybody anybody here? Saquon MF Barkley, baby. He is back. Okay. So there we go. We got a minus three uh, home field edge for the Giants. The over/under is fifty and a half, Dane. So where yep. are you? Uh, where are you leaning with this here? I mean, the Giants are uh, the Cardinals are on a roll here. Yeah, but the Cardinals are on a roll against you know the Cincinnati Bengals and the like. Okay, I like the Giants in this one, and I never thought I would ever say this in the first half of this NFL season, Joe. But I am excited to see what the Giants' offense looks like now that all their playmakers are there. Okay, Danny Dimes has Evan Ingram and Saquon Barkley and Golden Tate. It looks like Shepard has not been cleared. He has a concussion. But this is the fullest complement of playmakers and weapons that Danny Dimes has ever had. Oh, and by the way, he's going up against that Arizona Cardinals defense. I expect 30-plus from the Giants in this game. Yeah, could very well be. Uh, Cardinals could be without, and got to keep an eye on this, guys, uh, as does anybody who has him on your team. But David Johnson, might, yeah, he might be out here. It does look like Christian Kirk uh, will be back, but 
Listen, less weapons is not a good thing for uh, Kyler Murray and company on the road. So keep an eye on this. Barkley, Ingram, Shepard. For the first time, Dane, I think we're actually going to get to see the full complement, right, of of what what we got here. Yeah, I don't think there's any way. um, I don't think there's any way we're going to see the Cardinals uh, run away from the Giants in this opportunity. This is the time to shine, I think. And maybe, just maybe, I might look a little bit at that over, too, at 50. Like you said, you put up 30-some-odd points. Yeah. Saquon running all over the place. I can see this, Uh, these two defenses could not be, oh, I don't know, uh, the worst. Uh, yeah. <laughs> absolutely the worst. And don't forget, so, too, both teams play an extremely fast-paced uh, play. So they're right. going to run as many plays as humanly. They're going to have enough right. possessions to be able to put points on the board. So I do like the 50 number. I'm probably looking at the uh, the over in that game. But I we told you, of course, Buffalo uh, is finally – not going to be taking uh, the majority of the bets in a game. Uh, the Miami Dolphins are getting 17, 17 and a half points. And finally, the public is backing the Miami Dolphins. They are taking the points. And Miami finally covered a game last week. But on the road here, and babe, Fitzmagic comes into play. You can't tell me he doesn't. Fitzmagic going back to a place he knows all too well there in Orchard Park. So... Come on, you've been back in Miami all year long here, Dana. You backing them with the points this weekend? You know I am, Joe. You know I am. <laughs> yeah. All right. And here's the thing. And and here's the thing, Joe. I'm gonna do a little gambling you, okay? We've talked about this. I, I know that there's ways around it in this example. But Joe, the total in this game is also 40. Okay. Mm-hmm. And just by definition, games with lower totals where we expect less scoring, make it harder to open up that kind of margin. It mm-hmm. just does, okay? Um, now, could Buffalo win this game 24-6? to Yep. <laughs> could they win this game 23 to nothing? Yep. But mm-hmm. all I'm saying is it's harder to get that 17-point working margin in what most people believe will be a conservative, low-scoring game. But you know me, Joe. I'm going to go back to the well. I think Fitzy works some magic in the former, uh, against the former team. Yeah, and by magic, the- I mean staying within two scores. The and is it still at 17 or has it been bet down? Are we uh, 16 and a half? 16 and oh, a half on FanDuel. Okay. Watch out for the hook. Watch that. Have been the most profitable team to back this year, guys, against the number four and one against the spread. They've covered by an average of 5.3 points. Uh, You know, Todd McDermott here and company, and uh, they've got they got it going on. They got it going on, man. I do, but I worry that a team like Buffalo, now everyone's like, oh my God, the Bills are the second best team in the AFC. Oh my God, Mm -hmm. the Bills are really good, you know? And I wonder if they smell their press clippings a little bit, not to the point where they would lose this game, but to the point where they start off slow after the bye or something like this, and it's 3-3 in the second quarter. And then they open it up kind of thing. That's, That's kind of what I'm expecting. I'm expecting Miami to hang with them in the first half. Um, yeah, I think they can get a little overconfident here, Buffalo. Keep in mind, too, though, it is um, we know that against the spread covers, teams that cover against the number and they're very successful, especially early on in the season, 
they tend to regress a little bit as that season rolls on. They, they're especially if they've been covering by a big number. I mean, covering by more than five points is absurd. So uh, there's a good chance that we're going to start to see Buffalo not lose games, but not be covering as much there when it uh, against the numbers. So I think this is a prime spot to Dane's point. How in the hell? Are you supposed to beat a team uh, with, you know, got such a low total? You run the ball. You're a running team. That's where you do your damage. So, I mean, granted, you play defense. How many points do you really need from Miami in order to be able to hit uh, the total in this game, which is hovering around 40? The answer is you're going to need them to have to play their part. And I don't think I trust them. So the under is a is another play that I would absolutely look at in this one, Dane. And then. Um, I don't think they're going to have a problem scoring points in the Texans Colts game. And this is another one of those. It's a pick em. I mean, it, which yep. is crazy. Minus one pick em. Colts going to be at home taking on the uh, the Texans. I believe the Colts are coming off a bye week. Uh, sure the Texans uh, went and boat raced Kansas City last week. Texans have Kenny Stills back. DeAndre Hopkins, Will Fuller, all full practices this week. So. The Texans are going to be fully healthy here in this game, Dane. Yeah, um, this is a very intriguing game to me, Joe, because I think both of these teams still are alive in the AFC North. I think, you know, when we were just talking about like, oh, the Bills are the second best team. You know, if Patty Mahomes isn't in the equation, I think you got to consider the Houston Texans as mm. a very serious contender in the AFC based on the way they've been playing. If they can continue to figure it out. Uh, you know, this is a close game to me. Remember, both of these teams are the uh, teams that showed that they could run the ball in between the tackles against the Chiefs recently. And I want to see if that's the way they try to do it, you know, or if they rely more on their passing game. Remember, T.Y. Hilton has been banged up a little bit for the Colts recently, but they're coming off their bye. Marlon Mack had an ankle and was banged up. So they're, they, they're, they're getting healthy. Um, so, again, in what I expect to be a nip-and-tuck close divisional game, I will lean towards the home team, the Indianapolis Colts. But this is going to be a tight one. I don't know if I'm going to bet this one strongly. All right, let's lay out the plays here, the make it sure, rain plays it. of the weekend. Here we go. Come play with us. It's your make it rain plays of the day. Forever. When you play the Game of Thrones, you win or you die. Nice. All right. We'll start, Dane. Go ahead. Give us a game number one you got here for this weekend. For me, we said it before. My number one play of the week will be the Philadelphia Eagles. Plus, I don't care what. Plus three, plus two and a half. I like them straight up to win. So if I get them points, it's all good. I think the Cowboys receivers are compromised. I think the Eagles are good against the run. Can handle Zeke Elliott or slow him a little bit. And then I don't want, I don't trust Dak to go out there and win it by himself. I like Philly to announce themselves in the NFC East this week. Give me them, and I'm getting points too. I'll take. There you go. Give me the uh, the San Francisco 49ers to uh, to set the building on fire for Daniel Schneider. Shanahan and company are going to run all over them. Lay the double digits. Doesn't make a damn bit of difference. They're winning. Game number two, Dane. Uh, ditto. I am also on the San Francisco 49ers. Nine and a half. I'll leave it at that. The Shanahan angle, I think, is yes. what prevents San Francisco from looking ahead in this one. Yep. Give me the Giants, Danny Dimes and company, to go ahead and take care of business at home over Kyla Murray. Who you going with? Ditto. <laughs> Give oh, me the Frank, New York cut, This is absurd. Giants. 
I had it. I had it in the G chat an hour ago, Joe. <laughs> so, but yes, give me Philly, the Giants, and the Niners. Those are my three plays. Yep, against the. Spirit. All right, and I'm gonna throw it out there. Give me because you gotta have a uh, a dog in there. Give me. Well, the Philly's Philadelphia Phil. Give me the Philadelphia Eagles to beat Dallas in Dallas. So wait a second. Upended. We start picking the same exact three games, and we agree on the three games. Is that what we're saying right. here, Joe? No, no. I'm gonna go Seattle then. Give me Seattle. Good. I think that's fine, Joe. And yeah, I'm telling I'll go Seattle to put it in the bank. Does the pit have any uh, different plays? Yeah. Joe uh, Bavona's got the Jets plus ten. He likes the over like you do in Arizona and the Giants. And he likes the Houston Texans getting one going into Indy. Bavona and I both have the Bills as our survivor pick. Who you like for survivor, Joe? Yeah, my survivor is going to be the New York Giants. Uh, I'm going to take right. them uh, to get that done. But you know what? My dog will be. I'm going to take the Oakland Raiders to get the job done in Green Bay coming off a bye. I'm going to take right. Oakland to get the job done. So there you go. All right. So we got them. We got them up and run. You're making rain plays of the day. You got college games here tonight. Your Syracuse Orange men are hosting Pitt tonight. And unfortunately, they are a uh, dog at uh, at the Carrier Dome going up against Pitt. And I would also, I hate to admit it, but I have, um, yes, I played against them tonight. I am taking the Pitt Panthers and laying the points on that one. Last thing, Joe. Remember when I was. (laughs) I was bitching about this uh, a few weeks ago. If the Houston Astros uh, win tonight, right? at least my squad, NYCFC, gets to play in their normal home stadium next yes. week for their playoff game. Good point. That's also a very, very good point, <laughs> though. For. Yep. <laughs> you know, I but... am also, uh, the play of the night, guys, might be tonight, Ohio State in a very rare Friday night appearance taking on hmm. Northwestern. Uh, the total is right around 48-49. You do not need Northwestern to score an awful lot of points to hit the over because uh, Ohio State averages 38 points a game. So when you do the math, you don't, uh, you know, an empty netter there in the fourth quarter would not surprise me. So the over tonight in the Northwestern Ohio State game is probably a really solid play because. They're going to put up 40 points, Ohio State, in this yeah. game. Could you imagine Ohio State on a Friday night? I had to look yeah, at the schedule. Is- I'm like, yeah, crazy. Well, we no. the season. People thought this was going to be a big game. People thought Northwestern was going to be good. Yeah. But no, yeah. 27 at home. <laughs> Pat Fitzgerald, go back to the drawing board there. Yeah. All right, you got morning after next. Hey, uh, Astros take care of business as well tonight. So let's not get Sunday. crazy. Tell Wood and Ariel I said what's up. Yes, and we'll get you back on Monday. We'll recap it all, guys, next week. Good luck. Make it rain. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Here's what you missed on Make It Rain. Listen, this might be a blessing in disguise, Dane, because depending on what the MRI says, right? And apparently, every doctor in the world is 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 commenting now, saying the MRI will tell you it's all about the tendon damage. 
If there is significant tendon damage because of the dislocated knee, surgery may be required, and then he's looking at a you know a lengthy time away. But if it's nothing, if it's not, if surgery's not required, he'll miss a couple of games and he'll be back. At which particular case, Matt Moore is not a rookie, you know, and he right. showed you last night coming in cold. It took him a little while, but get the ball to your playmakers, and wouldn't you know it, he he did just that with Tyreek Hill. So. Uh, I would not necessarily stick a fork in the season, Dane, of the Kansas City Chiefs yet. Uh, I do think that uh, there is still uh, there might still be hope, but I think it's all going to come down to that MRI and uh, and exactly whether or not he's going to need to go under the knife. Yeah, absolutely, Joe. You know, I mean, people who play or watch sports, you've seen like a shoulder. You can dislocate a shoulder and then people you can literally pop it back in. Right. And sometimes that's it. And it's okay. This is kind of what's happening with this kneecap, apparently. Um, And while it sounds horrible, (laughs) right, it may he may have avoided the serious injury. Now, Mm -hmm. if he's got some ligament damage. He done. (laughs) You know what I mean? But if not, then maybe it's just a few weeks. And to be quite honest, Joe, you're right. That would be a blessing in disguise because that would give him the time to heal up the damn ankle as well. All right. Mm -hmm. We have been saying for weeks, Joe, I said literally yesterday morning that I was worried about Patty Mahomes finishing the game. I I was going back and forth with our homegirl, Ariel Epstein, you know, um, because literally that was my poll for fantasy freestyle yesterday. Like what's going to happen with Mahomes? And, Mm -hmm. you know, we, her and I were going back and forth and I literally said, I just I don't think he's going to make it through the game. And then she hit me up while it happened. I was like, you know, I, I, I sometimes I hate being right. We said it yesterday morning, Joe. But I think you're right. It provides an opportunity if there's no ligament damage and this winds up being like a two, three week thing. Then he's got an opportunity to heal up with that ankle as well. Green Bay, Minnesota at Tennessee at the Chargers in Mexico, Joe. Those are the next four games before the Kansas City bye. Um, and listen. Maybe Matt Moore can hold the fort. You know, that's what backups are supposed to do. And we've seen it across the NFL this year with young guys and with older. 